your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. And welcome. I don't know if anybody else is feeling this. It's We're recording this the week before Christmas. And it's. I saw on Facebook somebody posted today that it's the week of let's regroup after the holidays. <laughs> like, that's pretty much what everyone is saying. It's like, hey, let's just regroup after the holidays. I'm like, I kind of feel that. Yeah. That was what that text was I sent you earlier about the, today's show. That was my passive way of saying, hey, let's regroup after oh. the holidays. But you only responded as I was en route to get here. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> you, you were trying to blow off the show today? Is that no, what you're I was, saying? <laughs> no, I was like... Welcome. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Karen Rastel, <laughs> Ruoff Home Mortgage. She was the best damn lender in the state of Indiana. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if Laura's coming back for today's show. And she is. And, and she is. But then I thought, oh, I hadn't talked to you. So yeah. I sent you that message. because. No. Yeah, because we had talked about if Laura wasn't coming back for the show, we were going to do a rerun because we are totally in the let's regroup after the holidays, holidays <laughs> mode. But but we had the opportunity to bring Laura back. So let me regroup to the beginning of the show. I am Deb Tomorrow, your host of Real Real Estate Today, where we debunk all uh, of the crap that we're lovingly fed on HGTV. I love HGTV, um, but um, I saw some interesting paint color things on Flipper, no, Fixer Upper, over the weekend. I know I almost said Flipper Flop, God forbid. I don't watch that show. She's annoying. But anyways, Fixer Upper that I was like, I need to ask Laura about that. So we brought, brought Laura back. So if you have not listened to last week's show, you need to uh, listen to that. And you can listen to them in any order. It's totally fine. Um, but we are joined today by Laura Bragawi, who is a color consultant. Is that your preferred title? It is. Color consultant, which I love. And she works out of the Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper Store, which is, if you're local in Bloomington, at Grimes and uh, Walnut. And it is my favorite place in town to go get the best paint. Don't skimp on paint at all. Um, so we asked her to come back after last week's show because we still had a ton of questions. And we had questions from Facebook and things like that that we wanted to cover. And so uh, thank you for coming back. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, just to review, your uh, you have a blog that's called Your Life in Full Color. Yes. So you can find that at yourlifeinfullcolor.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your contact information is on there. And you can always make an appointment with, with Laura at the Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper Store, too. So, yes. uh, so we're going to just jump right into it so that we can cover some of the stuff that we wanted to cover last week that we didn't get to. So um, the first thing is that you talk a lot about color and collaboration. Yes. And I wanted to know a little bit more about what that means because it sounds interesting um, and it sounds a little bit like your philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted yes. to know a little bit more about that. Well, color and collaboration is as simple as myself and the homeowner or the client working together. We do have people that come in that would rather relinquish all say so to me to pick out their paint color. And I would be down with it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I could relinquish. Yeah, but but that can be that can end up being a lose lose for everybody because the homeowner has now given up their voice. So the color 
consultant has no clue what you actually like. They pick a color that they know will work, but what if it's a color you hate? Right. Now it gets painted. As the homeowner, you say, my gosh, I hate this color. And you know what? <laughs> Laura over at Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper oh, no. right. picked this for me because right. they're not going to admit that they gave up their voice. So color and collaboration really stems from the way that I work with people. It's very, very important that I get to know them on a fairly personal level because color really is personal. It's not just, I like blue, I like pink or whatever there it's it's it's, there are um psychological components to it and um so if i don't ask you questions about the way you like to live with color the kind of colors you like chances are i'm not necessarily going to find the right color for you and consequently i also do not believe that there is just one perfect color for any specific Mm. uh job Mm -hmm. um and that, there's there's almost always two or three we can work with. There may be one that seems a little better than the others. But, for instance, let's say that you love the color. No, let's say you don't like. Let's say you don't like the color blue. But I know that with your cherry cabinets, a gray that has a blue undertone would look really lovely. But you hate blue. Even though I know it will work, it is still the wrong color mm-hmm. because Color and collaboration means that I have taken your thoughts and feelings into consideration as we go through the process of picking colors. What are the questions that you ask to kind of get at that? I mean, beyond just what's your favorite color? Yeah, you actually a lot of times, um, especially with virtual clients, I will actually show them pictures. I will send them to Pinterest boards, Mm -hmm. but I can do that with people at the store as well. Okay. Um, because when when you ask a person, how do you like to live with color? They don't understand what that means. No, I have no idea what that means. Well, it's so we have different degrees of color that we like to live with. Mm-hmm. There's colors that we like. Mm-hmm. You know, I love pink. That's mm-hmm. my favorite color. But I haven't worked it into my color scheme because I don't believe that is a good color for my home. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't love to live with it. Yeah. I love to wear it. Right. The way people live with color, primarily there are three ways. You either are a person that feels real comfortable having color on the wall. Yeah. Or you feel more comfortable just having color in accessories. Or you're a true color enthusiast who likes color in all forms. And you want bold on the walls and in the uh, accessories just everywhere. So there's three basic ways of living with color. And you need to know which it is that you like for me to be able to help you mm-hmm. appropriately. I always say that it's kind of like your, um, I, I, I can't explain it in my head. It's hard for me to explain to other people, but I think some people are, uh, we all stimulated by something. Something sort of appeals to us, stimulates us, makes us feel comfortable and makes us feel creative or whatever it is that we want to feel. Some of us are stimulated by what surrounds us and some of us are stimulated inside our head. Right. For sure. me, like the voices never stop inside my head. I have plenty of stimulation going on in there. So for me to be in sort of a really mellow white, not white, but, you know, like a plain colored room without a lot of ment- visual stimulation, mm-hmm. like Pinterest just <laughs> makes my head explode, you know, because like visually it's just hard for me. Whereas if you give me a bullet point list, I- I'm much better. So it, I sure. think those things all kind of tie together. I always kind of joke, are you the kind of person who changes your um, throw pillows with the season? Because those people are out there. Yes. 
And they oh, probably yeah. like that color, living with that color. Do you, exactly. Karen? Do you change your I pose? know. I, the thought is always there, like, oh, I should really do this because I want to be someone that, like, just to put something fresh in the mm-hmm. room because I'm not, like, a flower person or a mm-hmm. plant person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, no, I don't throw them out. But I was. it made me think of Oprah once said, when you come home, like, your home, when you walk through that front door, like, yeah. your home should rise to greet you. Okay. Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. And... If you take a minute and think about that, you know, we, we when we go home, we want it to be a place to escape, to relax or whatever. Envelop you in comfort yes. and peace and so all that. So I've always taken that that saying from her as when I come in, it I need to feel and not be like you were talking about being like surrounded by things that maybe stimulate. I just need to feel like the warmth of the home, the coziness of a home. I need to feel that to maybe, you know, that's how I want to be greeted whenever I come home. I've yet to achieve that, but that's what's in my mind. Maybe I should change out my throw pillows. Or maybe new medication or something. New medication, (laughs) exactly. That can help too. Um, So what are your thoughts on color psychology? Because that's kind of what we're Mm -hmm. starting to to get into here. Well, color psychology, I mean, there are studies that have been run, multiple, that tell people that red is an excitable color, maybe, Mm -hmm. and um, stimulating. It might be good in a dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, blues and greens are very soft and, and soothing, mm-hmm. more spa-like, a bedroom or, or a bathroom. But I think of color psychology, I take it a step past that because even none of us are studies. You know, we so it's a study. There are primarily people supposedly think this. Not everybody does mm. think that about blues and greens. We don't all fit into that box. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. And, um, you know, as through our lifetime, we experience colors on all kinds of different levels. And as we talked last week, I dislike the color red. Yeah. And it's because through my life, I was put in red as a child to wear and it called attention to me. Mm. So I don't like red. But there are other, so there's going to be things about colors that you don't like mm-hmm. um, that really go against those studies. So I believe, yes, we can start with, well, basically a blue and green maybe are very soothing. But then I need to get into a little more into your head to make sure that really is the case for you. Okay. So, um, and I guess that goes to the the importance of selecting the right color. Correct. Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the right color. Like you said, there's not just one color, but it's the right color. Yes. For yeah. you. For instance, I had a, a client come in um, very, very quiet. I could not pull anything out of her. She was just very tight-lipped, very sweet, but tight-lipped. She had brought in a comforter that had some browns and tans and a splash of blue. And that she had a tan carpet, blah, blah, blah. And so I said to her, what about blue? And she burst into tears. Oh. And it turns out that that was her grandson's room. She raised him. It was blue. And he committed suicide in that room. Oh, my goodness. Blue will never be a color yeah, that she right. wants again. So she now has a negative connotation. Wow. It's not relaxing. Yeah. So getting... Really understanding how the colors affect you. Mm-hmm. The studies are one thing. How right. does it affect you personally? And it's just so interesting to me that story is is really tragic, but it makes the point that 
um, kind of like what Karen said, when you walk, or what Oprah said, when you walk through the door, you want your home to rise up and, and envelop you in this peace and, and comfort and safety. And that's why what we're talking about last week and this week is so important. It, it really is. It's not just randomly a two-second decision to grab a color you know, at the hardware store and slap exactly. it up on the walls. Some people don't think they're affected by it, though. Yeah. And But as long as you, if I ask you if you like orange, yes or no, if you can say yes or no, you yeah. are affected by color yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. So, yes, we, color is very important. Yeah. Interesting. Gosh, I never even thought about that. All right. We have to go to break, and we're going to come back and try to help you solve some of your design dilemmas. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillocks, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are here again with Laura Burkowie, who is a color consultant, and she is answering so many of our design dilemma questions and inspiring us to think about how we 
live with color and the impact it has on us. So I want to jump right into, we had some great questions um, posted on Facebook, and I want to make sure we get to some of those. So the first question is, I want to match my paint color to a bedspread. Is that all I need to consider when I'm looking? You just gave the story about a bedspread that had browns and a little bit of blue. Um, yes, yes, but no. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why you hire a color consultant. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but no. Um, you need, to, I have people come in with bedspreads all the time and say, I want you to match this. Usually that means that they want to coordinate with. Yeah. Um, and I also have people to come in with nothing and they say, well, I have a blue bread spread. What could I use? What color could I use on the walls? Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. You know, we need more. There are more pieces of the puzzle okay. than just the bedspread. Okay. So there is a group of things that are very helpful to look at when you are choosing just a paint color. And they are the most important. There is a hierarchy, but I will say the most important is the the part that you're probably going to replace the least mm-hmm. or would be the most difficult. Oh, I know the answer. Pick me, pick me. Pick you, pick you, yes. Because I learned this last week. Yes. The floor. Exactly. You walk in and you see these giant expanse of floor. It's really a dominant color. And just saying you have beige carpet is going to drive Laura crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> and actually, then I drive them crazy because I'll ask, is it a red, a yellow, or a green beige? And, you know, right. that's. So, yeah. So, flooring is the very first thing. Something as small as a comforter is usually one of the last things. Mm. I need to see those big ticket items that are not going to be replaced. They're what I call fixed elements. Um, And I actually have a list of those fixed elements that anybody can go to my website and download. Um, And that's at yourlifeinfullcolor.com. And And we'll put a link to that on our Facebook. Yes, and that will, there is a, um, place you can put in your name and your address or email address and you will get that list of the hierarchy of, of picking colors and a little bit of, of the why. And some people will say, well, I don't have all of those things. I also give ways you can produce some of those things. Bringing in pictures, by the way, is not a good representation of color. Yeah. Um, that. It's, if you get lucky, it can be, but so often it's not. I can't tell you how many people have, have brought in the a picture of their house outside. It's a white home. They want to know what color shutters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's got the morning sun or after, let's say, afternoon sun. Yeah. And it's, so I look at the picture. Well, it looks yellow because mm-hmm. the afternoon sun is warm. Mm-hmm. It's more yellow. They don't see that. Mm. Psycholo- psychologically, yeah. they know it's not. because, And they see it every single day. They know it's white. But when a person looks at it, all I see is yellow. So pictures don't help you. No, either. you know, I was doing some online research um, before the, the show. And people, I, I found some sites where people were posting pictures of, you know, here's my living room and what color should I paint it? And every single one of them, I swear, they say, the walls are really green. I know they look blue in this picture. Or <laughs> Exactly. So they know. The lighting on all of them was horrible. And so yes. I was like, yeah, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't bring a color in and try it or a picture in and try right. and match. So as much as you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, conversely, if you're completely renovating mm-hmm. or you're building, mm. paint color is going to be last. 
in my book, paint color really should be last anyway, because there are so many colors and we can tailor it to exactly what you need. You have more options with Absolutely. paint and it's cheaper Absolutely. than buying a new couch. When I was picking things, uh, when I was in construction, I actually, I started with the cabinets because there actually were fewer colors of cabinets. Okay. And then I went to my flooring, mm-hmm. my countertops. Yeah. And then I would go finally to paint colors because that can just be fine-tuned so easily. The other things I need to get right from the get-go. And so so that's the order if you're going new. You go... Mm -hmm. Or renovating. Mm -hmm. Right. Flooring, cabinets, countertops, and then paint. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, What about... You you talked about exterior, so let's jump in. Because I had a client uh, just a few days ago, uh, and she sent me a picture, and I've showed you the picture. I don't want to bash her one way or the other, because I'm like, I don't know, it works for me. But she was very concerned. She's getting her house ready to list, and she wanted to... She knew she needed to repaint the front door. I told her that. And she wanted to do the shutters as well. And so she was doing her own online research. And the research she found said, paint the door, front door, a bright color. A bright color, it'll invite people in. Uh, But don't paint the shutters the same color, which I think we all kind of grew up a little matchy-matchy kind of thing. Um, Although my mother says you always paint the front door red. That was her thing. Okay. I don't know. It's I think it's a somewhere. It's a tradition that you paint it red. Oh. I don't know what country that well, is. Well, I'm more matchy matchy with with the door and the shutters because I feel like there should be no more than three on it. On unless we're talking a Victorian. Uh-huh, right. I think there should be no more than three or four colors on an exterior. And you have to imagine that a front door is one. If you have masonry, so your brick is two. Mm-hmm. If you've got siding oh my in addition gosh. to that, yeah. there's three. And then you've got shingles. So you've already got your four right there. Oh, I surpassed that at my house. <laughs> and it's not that it can't work, yeah. but that is usually the parameters I try to work in. Okay. Because it just becomes too much. There's right. too much going on. Now, you're, you know, all the plants you put out front yeah. don't have to match any of that. That doesn't doesn't figure in you can pick colors of plants that will look great with what you've got there but if you've got four or five different colors of plants don't worry about that it's really those fixed things yeah the door shutters so let me ask you this Mm because at my house we have brick we have siding we have shingles we have front door which is stained wood we have um trim and and we also have a fence and we have a limestone walkway, which is sort of a different color or whatever. But anyways, but a lot of those are the same color family. Right. And so then that works. Okay. That works. So I'm safe. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. you're <laughs> safe because like you said, they're more in the same color type. Yeah. Family. And so nothing is standing out and glaring. Whereas it's always possible if you have an orange brick home. Yeah. Actually, I do. Yeah. If you have an orange brick home. And a teal front door okay. and brown uh, shingles yeah. and, oh, shoot, I'm trying to come and up shutters. with color. And shutters, yeah, that, right, right. I mean, purple shutters. Bur- there you go. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. Yeah, right. But that's a lot of strong colors going on. And the eye doesn't know what to focus on. And your client, I think, was right in that you want the eye to rest on that front door. Yeah. You want to be welcomed. What I would suggest to her is... In taking a look at that, like she took a picture, and I yeah. think that's actually a wonderful, it was actually brilliant, because yeah. you can look at it and say, 
does it seem like it's overpowering mm. what I've got going on there? Mm-hmm. Is it a little too strong for my brick? Yeah. Um, because you can see that in a picture sometimes even better than you can just looking at it straight on. Interesting. Yeah. She made the mistake of asking family members for um, advice, uh, their opinion after the fact. After the fact. Um, I think she oh. might need to get new family members yes. because they were all really, really negative. I was like, dude, what's holidays? Let's all be supportive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but it is interesting because she did kind of meet that three color rule. She had right. brick shutters in the front door. Right. But I guess, so let me ask you this. Like, it seemed like her front door was really bright and real shiny. Mm-hmm. And everything else is kind of muted and dull because the bricks kind of exactly. has a dull finish and the shutters yes. were a, a bluish gray kind of dull finish. They right. didn't have that high gloss. And so yes. that, to me, I think is where my disconnect was yes. coming from more Beautiful. than the color. Right. Because what she read was it needs to be a strong color. All right. But strong color in comparison to what you've got going at your home. Mm. Now, there may be some, you know, a, a white home with mm-hmm. black uh, shingles yep. and a bright red door. Yep. That's different. That's there, what I grew up in. Yeah. Uh, it was brick black, on the bottom, white yes, on the top, beautiful. black sh- shutters and shingles, and a brick red front door. And you're talking strong, yeah. high contrast colors. Yeah. But what she's got going on are some softer colors. So a red can work, but I would it tone it down. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, is there a trend these days? You know, my uh, uh, a friend of mine asked about a year or two ago. Started sending me pictures of siding. They were going to resite their house. They're like, "What color?" And I was like, "I don't know." You know, and I so I tried to find some pictures of homes that I've seen that I thought looked modern and updated because it's mm-hmm. a nice way to update your house. Are there color trends with that? There are actually we we got away from earth tones. Some people are actually going a little back towards those. Mm. But here in southern Indiana, Mm -hmm. we see an awful lot of grays, different forms of grays. Navy is very popular. Yeah, that's what she ended up going with, sort of a denim-y navy kind of thing. Sharp, sharp white uh, trim around the windows. I mean, that's very, very sharp. Yeah. some people, cream, cream and white, yeah, will never go away. Yeah, they're because they're just so basic and easy. Yeah, but I think really with her situation, it was too strong of a door with her yeah. softer elements. So you want to kind of keep a balance. Yeah, and in kind of there's a a theme of whether it's muted tones or whether uh-huh. it's you could probably pull off a bright red front door if you had something else that was bright high contrast and, yeah. and cleaner brighter colors yeah interesting okay mm-hmm. cool all right let's take another break and we'll come back and keep answering some design dilemma questions you are listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. 
In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. We are here today talking with Laura Bergawi of Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper, and she is a color consultant, also has a blog, Your Life in Full Color. Is that the best way for people to hunt you down if they have color questions and I want to make sure that we make the point that you can consult with people all over the world sure thanks to technology these days you can do walkthroughs um, via FaceTime and Skype and things like that um, and and get good ideas and suggestions so anywhere you are listening she is uh, a great go-to person and she's got some great tools on her website too that you can go and download for inspiration all right let's get back at it Um, let's talk about lighting in terms of selecting the paint color because one of the things I heard you say when I visited you about a month or so ago uh, at Bloomington Paint and Wallpaper at the corner of Grimes and Walnut is um, that someone was asking questions and you said, you know, a a sunny room or a room with a lot of natural light wants color and can take color. I then heard Joanna Gaines over the weekend on Fixer Upper steal what you said because she kind of said the same thing she said this room has a lot of natural light so it really wants the color and I was like dude that's what Laura said <laughs> and so I started to think there's something that that comes from that so so then I've been running around saying that even though I have no business saying that but um so how important is it and, and what does that mean it can take a lot of color it can take a lot of color because light washes out color 
Okay. So if you've got a, a more a medium to bright blue, it may not appear as bright as it does on the chip if you've mm. got a room that's got a lot of light. Okay. Um, conversely, though, yeah, you need to sample any color that you're really thinking of because there is the possibility also that it highlights and makes it stronger. So it's a, a room can take more color when there is more light, mm-hmm. when there's more natural light. When you are using brighter colors, though, you want to make sure that it doesn't make it feel brighter. Okay. Um, and that I know that sounds like, what? How hard? It, it, just sample it. Sample it. And so tell us how you recommend people sample it, because I know we've all seen you can get these little paint cans. Mm-hmm. And so people think, well, I'm just going to go and, you know, and... I have a wall in a garage at a house I used to own that had like 70,000 different paint colors. Yeah. Because that's where we would go and just be like, I oh, will just put it on this wall and see what it looks like. Because we're just thinking, how does it look like in a bigger version? But you have a different philosophy on how Absolutely. people should sample paint colors. Yeah. I've seen many photos that people bring into me that have 40 different paint colors on the wall. What are you comparing it to? You really can't compare it to anything in that when you're doing it that way. Except for the color that's next already to it. on the wall that you're going to get. Yeah. Yes. Or the color next to it that you're not going to use. Exactly. <laughs> right. So bottom line is you want to get a piece of foam core board and, you know, you can get big ones at Target and, and Hobby Lobby and Michael's. Yeah. Uh, we sell small ones that are about the size of a piece of letter okay. letterhead. And um, it's it's a thicker piece of, of foam that foam board that doesn't. Uh, does not warp as easily mm-hmm. as like a um, cardboard would. Okay. Um, but you want to put two coats of that color that you want to sample on it. When you're sampling multiple colors, be sure you write on the back what color it <laughs> <Good> is. <call. laughs> because a lot of us are sampling colors that aren't a ton different. Yeah. So write the color on the back. Once you have two layers of that color on, you want to now start walking that around. What's the first thing we want to compare it to? The floor. Exactly. I got it. The floor. (laughs) So you're going to actually set it on the floor, walk across the room, and take a look and make sure you like it with that carpet or that hardwood or whatever that flooring is. If you're in a kitchen, now the next thing you want to do is set it up next to the, like probably in between the upper and lower cabinets. Yeah. So that you can see it with, Mm -hmm. exactly. So you can see it with not only the countertop, but the wood color of or or painted color of your cabinets. You want to be able to then you can take it in, you know, if it's a family room, prop it up behind a sofa. If it's the bedroom and you want it to look great with the artwork above your bed, prop it up so mm-hmm. you can see that. You want to see it in relationship to the things that are going to be there. Yeah. When you put it on the wall, you compare it to any others you've put up, mm-hmm. as you said, but you're also comparing it to the color you're getting rid of that you don't want mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to say, oh, that color is a lot lighter than what I'm used to use, living mm-hmm. with. That's not going to look good. Or, well, that's too dark because it's a lot darker than what I'm used to. If the whole wall was painted out with that color, it's that there's a pretty high probability you would feel like, oh, that's great. But yeah. when you look at in in it at it, excuse me, in comparison to something that's going away, it's of no use. So you want to compare it to those things that are going to stick around. So 
paint a board like that. And you can move it around at different points of the day because the sun looks different at different points of the day. Yeah, I like that idea a lot, too, because you're right. I mean, different. We're, the room that we just are in the, uh, finishing up redoing, it looks very different in the morning than it does. It faces. It's got a window that is south. So in the morning when the sun's coming up and we get that, you know, it's, yeah, it's very yes. different. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so your light before noon tends to be a cooler, mm. a bluer light. Mm-hmm. In the afternoon, it tends to be a warmer, which adds a little more yellow. Um, and then if it's a north-facing window, you don't get as much. And it's a cooler feeling light. Yeah. There's, you know, you want to take into consideration your lighting, be it artificial, mm-hmm how much you have, mm-hmm. and the the natural light. And I guess, too, when when is when is the time of day that you're probably going to use the room more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes. they would think that, you know, you can make your living room look great between 9 and noon, but that's when you're usually at work. I have used that matter. on people. I've had people come back and say, you know, it, it looks good most of the time, but there's a point where it doesn't. Well, where it? What time is it? Yeah. Oh, 2 to 3 in the afternoon. All right, you work. So yeah. if you'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Right. Will that hour bother you? Right. And usually, no. Right. So you're very right. If you're not going to be there during that point where it's not ideal, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's talk about bathrooms. I probably made one of my biggest painting mistakes when I was in my 20s in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, it's kind of the first place you go when you wake up in the morning. And I wanted something really bright and cheery to kind of set me on a, you know, a good path for the day. And it ended up being, you know, really ripe banana yellow and probably gloss, <laughs> more gloss than it should. I was like 25. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of fun, but then I also kind of get worried, like, was this making my makeup look weird? <laughs> like, am I able to apply color appropriately? Not that I care that much, but. Well, you know, that is, that's actually a little harder to answer because just like paint colors have undertones, our skin have different tones. Mm. So I, I personally think that's a little harder. Um A person with olive skin tone looks a little greenish. Uh-huh. Um If you put a pink Uh, color behind them on the wall they may not like the way they look Mm. typically very very generally a pink or a peach are generally what people women Mm -hmm. like to put their makeup on okay but I don't think it follows through for every single person Mm -hmm. and yellows you know what God bless you. Yellows are the <laughs> hardest thing. I mean, there's 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 difficulties with any color, but yellow is really, really hard. Because when we look at a yellow on a chip, unless it feels very yellow, we don't think it looks yellow. Mm. We've got a color called Soleil um, that's a beautiful, soft, creamier yellow. Yeah. But when it's up, it's definitely yellow, but it's not, you know, bright as yeah. the sun. Um, we've got in the historical uh, collection, is it, uh, I can't think, Montgomery White, I think is what it is called. It's a very creamy yellow. Mm. When you look at it, if you put it next to what we usually think of as a yellow, you mm-hmm. say, oh, that's not yellow. But if you paint the room, mm-hmm. it's a very soft yellow. Yeah. So like your person um, earlier that had a yellow mm-hmm. that some people didn't like, mm-hmm. You know what? A creamier version, a softer, creamier version of yellow rather than that clear, bright banana yeah. is probably going to feel better. Right. I should probably say it was more sunflower than banana. Mm. Either way. 
It was not a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I don't live there anymore. Yeah, we were talking about um, a Facebook question we had from uh, Diana, and she was saying that she has an open concept living room, dining room area, and it's painted a yellow color, and she can't stand it. She feels like with today's lighting, because the new light bulbs have certainly kind of jacked up the way... Uh, everybody's you know looking at color but she doesn't like the way it makes her look and that has an impact on kind of her daily attitude you walk sure. by a mirror and you're like oh you know um but sh- her husband and her two preteen teenage sons don't want her to change it yeah. i think that maybe they feel like they're going to be roped into having to do some painting exactly. if they agree to change it yep. but you're saying maybe there's a compromise that they right. could stick with yellow she doesn't have to get away from the yellow completely right creamier softer more subdued yeah yeah interesting that will feel better and probably yeah. look better for her you know and maybe a good solution for her we were talking uh, about this dilemma over the break and uh, a couple months ago we had uh, dr amanda quinby who's a psychologist on and we talked a lot about when you're having to make major decisions like buying a house um with another person, how you sort of come together and are able to make that decision. And certainly paint color can fall into that category as well. Um, But maybe a solution for uh, Diana is to get a few of those large foam core boards and start to put those around and let everybody pick a different color and have their own foam board corded, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and put it around and have the drive the conversation that way. Yes. Um, Because I do think it's hard for, Two people to have a conversation about a little, you know, half inch by inch <laughs> chip of paint exactly. uh, yeah. and how it's going to impact your oh, life. I know. You remember the lady from last week we discussed who had come in? Trudy. Trudy. Yes. Thank you. Trudy, <laughs> who thought she needed a white yes. paint. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily have a white paint. There's um, LRV, light reflective value. You can find this on the back of most color chips. Um, what it means is the way light bounces off of walls, the way it reflects off mm-hmm. of walls. And so there is a scale of zero to 100. The lower the number, the less the color pops off or bounces off the walls. Okay. So it tends to be, it's not always, but it tends to be darker colors that absorb mm-hmm. the color um, or absorb the light. If you stay in that 70 to 95 range, mm-hmm. you're still going to be light enough and bright enough and feel, um, it'll, it'll still be a, something that feels good. It doesn't have to be white. And there's so many different, you know, colors. Be, I mean, any color can come in any different yeah. LRV value. So okay. you really want to look at that. That actually plays a, um, a factor into how the color is going to look when you've got the light huh. on. Because Color is illuminated by light always. Interesting. Who knew that there was information on the back of those chips? Karen, any idea? No. No. No clue. My house, I should have done that. Open concept. It's gray and darker gray. Yeah. It looks blue and light blue and (laughs) shale. I mean, it's just every color you can think of right now. And Oprah would... It definitely rises up to me now. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all you want. All right, let's go one last break, and then we're going to answer a few more questions before uh, we call it a day. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. 
Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Welcome back to the last segment. And I have a really uh, question that's been weighing on my mind heavily, and I want to get Laura's uh, input on it. And that is trim that is painted in a color other than white. I've started to see this trend here in the Midwest, and we're a little slow to get the fashion. I saw on Fixer Upper over the weekend that Joanna had redone a room and painted, she put a chair rail and some paneling or something like on the lower half of the wall, and that and the trim were painted a grayish color, a brownish gray, and then the upper wall was painted white, which is what you would typically see, so it was almost Mm -hmm. like a reverse kind of thing. It looked really cool, but you know anything Joanna does is absolute perfection. Um, But what are your thoughts on painting trim a color other than white? Oh, so rather, so we're not talking stain trim. We're talking painting it other than white. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about stain trim in a second. Okay. Um, I think it can totally work. My favorite may sound boring, but my favorite truly is a tone on tone. Mm-hmm. And to use the same color wall paint and on the trim, mm-hmm. but to use a glossier trim than the wall hear that Brittany <laughs> a friend of ours just did that oh, okay I never said I don't it, think so. she painted the Brand trim a the different glossier. gloss yeah yeah I think she painted all I think she yeah was it all like eggshell or something we can ask her tomorrow yeah, yeah well, well definitely that. if you do the different first off uh, um trim and doors in that glossier mm-hmm. is going to clean up a lot better and yep. a lot easier. And those get nicked by, you know, vacuums and yep. your hands on the wall or on the doors. So a glossier cleans up better, but it also reflects that light differently. And so those, that trim can, when the lights are on, feel a little bit different. It'll feel like a tone on tone. Okay. It's not a huge difference yeah. by any stretch, but it's, it's a beautiful look. Um, the other thing you can do that, and I'm starting to see a lot more of it and I, I really do like it. It, It's not something I think I personally will do, but I like the look of it is where the walls, people are taking walls lighter and taking their trim bolder. Mm -hmm. And when I say bold, I don't, 
I truly not don't. purple. No, not Pantone violet. No, <laughs> ultra. No, <laughs> um, but you know, a color, a color, yeah. color. Um, whereas maybe they would have painted the walls gray. Sure. And done the trim white. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll do some kind of a an off white um, or off uh, very light gray on mm-hmm. the walls, but a deeper gray trim mm-hmm. indoors. That is also a very very beautiful look. Mm-hmm. What I would suggest is. Just knowing that that's what you like, that's what you want. Because, <laughs> this is your morning. Right. Well, because, you know, anything can be, well, I shouldn't say that. Not everything can be fixed, but a lot can be fixed if you decide you don't like the look of that trim indoors. But it's easier. Well, we'll get into the stain. We'll get into it. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing for ceilings. Mm-hmm. So ceilings. Um, the fifth wall. Yeah. Right. And you're starting to see a lot more people paint different colors on, yeah. the, on the ceiling. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a particular look. It's something that some people really, really like because it's, it's a little unexpected. Mm-hmm. So maybe your accent, maybe you have an accent color that you've used a little in the room and maybe putting it on the ceiling can make, um, a world of difference could be very, very interesting. I will also tell you that if you use the same color on the walls and on the ceiling, yes. frequently they will not look the same. Mm, they will look like lighter and darker versions yeah. of one another. And the reason for that is unless you specifically have lights that the bulbs shine straight up, mm-hmm. the ceiling's oh, not getting, getting different illuminated. Kinds of lighting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The walls are getting illuminated so the they feel a little lighter. Direct. Yes. So if you actually want the ceiling to match the wall, you actually really truly need to go lighter, mm. a lighter version of your color. Interesting. But if you want just a very cohesive look that is a similar color, just yeah. not the same looking when it's done, is because your can lights, they're shining down. Yeah. And that's what so many of us have, yeah. it seems like. Um, but so you can paint the ceiling. You can either do an accent, which can be really, really nice, um, or... You can paint it the same color as the walls going into it, knowing that it's actually going to take on just a little different look. Interesting. But what does that do to the feeling of the room? I've always, my gut says, paint the ceiling and the ceiling's going to seem lower. The room's going to feel a little bit more closed in. Yes, that's how I typically look at it as well. Mm-hmm. But I also know that enough people are doing it, and I've talked to them, it's a cozier feel. Okay. So now, if you've got tall ceilings like the room we're in here, mm-hmm. probably 10-foot ceilings, mm-hmm. putting a, a bolder color or a darker color up there won't matter as much. Okay. But when you've got 8-foot ceilings, which are standard, mm-hmm. um you know, putting a color up there can make everything, can make the fe- the ceiling feel like it's coming down a little. Mm-hmm. And so the walls feel a little shorter. So it feels, you can say closed in, but cozy is another way of putting it. <laughs> the sky is falling on me. <laughs> right. Awesome. I didn't know people were doing that in other rooms of their home. Like I did that in my younger son's room when he was a baby. Yeah. So the, what color did you paint it? We did a whole, it's very light blue, but mm-hmm. it was kind of a Scott. We sky did a theme. whole football theme okay. on the bottom mm-hmm. half anyway. But, uh, <laughs> I forgot that it was painted until we switched out the light fixture and then realized that the one we have now is smaller. It doesn't so cover it. it doesn't cover yeah. it, but yeah. it's, but yeah, I didn't know people were painting ceilings in uh-huh. other parts. Well, because Gears is in the process of painting his uh, uh, hall bath, a guest bath for his uh, mom, and sh- the ceiling was painted. And I didn't even notice it. Like, I 
help pick out the house and I've been through the house several times and he's like that's why that bathroom's so dark because the walls and the ceiling were all painted a dark gray and I was like huh yeah. like, I just well, like didn't even it, it will make a room feel darker because the white reflects the light better yeah so yeah um so, and white will have the the highest LRV, LRV, right? Right, okay. exactly. Awesome. All right, well, we only have a couple minutes left, and I want to make sure I get to my question. Yes. <laughs> my important question, which is, I live in a 100-year-old home, and we have all stained wood, trim, doors, all hardwood throughout the whole house. Um, and I really struggle with picking the right paint colors because, to me, a white trim house is more neutral, and my ha- my trim mm-hmm. isn't neutral, <laughs> And so I just, you know, if I want to go gray, like everybody's saying, go gray, but then I'm like, I don't know, my, my gut says, well, that's like a cold color. And I think my house needs to be warm color. So what's your top tip for me? Well, my top tip is to stop. Usually a lot of times I should say, not always, but a lot of times when people have stained trim, they are afraid to do much of anything and they will use some kind of a white or an off white or a cream color because it seems simple. Yep. And that can be fine, but it really highlights the wood an awful lot. Not to say that you don't want to, but you can lower the contrast between your walls and that, that trim in the doors with beautiful results. My suggestion would to be start looking at medium mm-hmm. to even dark colors to pair with that wood because then the walls are a little more bossy. Little okay. more, they take a little more precedence. Okay. Um, and you may not notice the wood as much. Now, we talked last week about undertones the wood is mm-hmm. not like blue jeans it yeah. has an undertone yeah and so that's something that you you do want to look at but some that one's a little harder for people to see yeah. so that might be something that somebody would come into the store okay to show me I know you've got a fancy board that has a bunch of like stain samples and I I'm do. like yeah that, I, that's what I need to figure out yes what's my wood color absolutely so medium um actually there are some pictures that you guys can um two pictures that you can put up uh that show medium colored rooms with uh wood okay and they're really really nice it's just you know you're talking you're not talking a very very light color we want to lessen the contrast great and it feels warmer because wood colors are I can't think of any that right now that aren't a warm. Right. So we're using some warmth. Um, and it generally, it ends up with spectacular results. So basically, just go for it. Go for it. <laughs> exactly. awesome. But but sample it first. Yeah, but, but use my phone board to sample exactly. it first. Exactly. Awesome. Well, hopefully that answered a lot of people's questions. It certainly did mine. And I think Karen and I are yet again inspired. Uh, to go paint something. So thank you so much. Laura Bergawi, uh, Your Life in Full Color is her blog, and that's an uh, easy way to find her, and also Bloomington Paint on Wallpaper. Um, you work Tuesday through Saturday, right? I do. So you can go into the store 8 to 4-ish yes. uh, and uh, make an appointment or uh, just stop by and see her, and she can answer any questions you have. Thank you so much, and I hope that you will come back sometime because Absolutely. I'm sure we're going to keep collecting design dilemma questions. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Have a happy holiday holiday if you're listening to this live and uh, and we will be back after the holidays uh, with more great information this was real real estate today your home for smart real estate 
Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets. 